0: Chapter 38, Part 1 of The Emancipation of South America by Bartolomé Mitre, translated by William Pilling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Piotr Natter. The Reconquest of Venezuela, 1813, Part 1. By the surrender of Miranda, Monteverde was left unopposed in Venezuela, and was made captain-general with the title of pacificator he commenced his work of pacification by deeds from which the warmest partisans of spain now turn away their eyes in horror he violated the capitulation by imprisoning so many citizens that the jails could not hold them many died of hunger and suffocation in filthy dungeons in the provinces his reign of terror assumed forms still more barbarous the whole country seemed given up to hordes of banditti Colonel Cerveris, proconsul of Cumana, acted with such inhumanity as even disgusted the hard hearts of his superiors, who replaced him by Antonianthas. And the Audiencia complained of his misconduct to the home government. All this was but the prelude to a war of extermination, which was provoked by the royalists by murders, by mutilations, and by torture the people cowed in spirit by their sufferings by their political calamities and by the natural catastrophes which had befallen them were only too anxious for rest on any terms under the domination of the colonial system clemency would have kept them peaceful but the reign of terror drove superstitious fears from their minds and changed weakness into strength They fled from their persecutors into woods and mountains, the leaders emigrated. Misery and despair created a desire for vengeance in the breasts of the most timid. A handful of exiles gave the signal from a rock in the Antilles, and the whole of the eastern part of the territory rose in rebellion. Famous in the history of the New World is the Gulf called Triste, discovered by columbus on his third voyage when he without knowing it landed for the first time on the continent of which he was in search at its mouth between the eastern extremity of the peninsula of paria and the island of trinidad there lies a smaller island called Chacachacare. on it the fugitives from cumana took refuge though only forty-five in number they resolved to renew the war and to raise the country against the spaniards a gallant youth of good family from the island of margarita santiago marino by name put himself at their head manuel piar a handsome mulatto two brothers Jose francisco and bernardo bermudez and the engineer asque formed his staff with no other arms than six muskets and some pistols they landed on the coast on the thirteenth of march eighteen thirteen surprised a guard captured twenty-three muskets and marched resolutely on the fortified town of guiria the garrison who were all natives joined them on the sixteenth of march they had two hundred well-armed men with seventy-five men bernardo bermudez took the town of maturin where there was a deposit of military stores his brother fortified irapa on the gulf and marino made this place his headquarters Cerveris had a small flotilla on the gulf and four hundred men but did not dare to act on the offensive until being reinforced by a basque named suazola with three hundred men he sent him to retake maturin suazola easily overcame a small patriot force which opposed his march slaughtered them without mercy and sent boxes full of human ears to cumana as trophies of his victory he then tried to induce those of the country people who had fled to the woods to return to their homes by giving them assurances of safety, but all who presented themselves were either killed or mutilated—men, women, and children. Some were flayed alive, some were tied two and two together by the shoulders and thrown to a lake. Colonel Fernando de la Oz, governor of Barcelona, having joined Zuazola, they attacked Maturin with fifteen hundred men in the absence of bermudez piar was in command and had five hundred men with him by a sudden attack upon them with his cavalry he threw the royalists into such disorder that they were forced to retreat in april they again advanced and were this time completely routed monteverde who had looked upon the invasion as the escapade of a wild boy now became alarmed and marched on maturin with two thousand men but his troops were thrown into disorder by the heavy fire of cannon and musketry which was poured upon them from the town and the charge of cavalry led by piar completed the rout monteverde escaped with difficulty leaving four hundred dead upon the field and lost all his guns and baggage marshal who was now placed in command of the district remained strictly on the defensive at barcelona while the patriots threatened cumana the island of margarita lies in the caribbean sea off the mouth of the gulf of cariaco on which the city of cumana is situate and is about 35 miles from the mainland it is divided by a range of mountains which run down the center from east to west the north and south coasts are thus completely separate the only communication between them being by a narrow defile easy of defence asuncion the capital lies inland on the south side and is dominated by the fortress of santa rosa but has a port on the coast which is defended by the castle of pampatar the north side of the island is known as the district of juan griego and has a good port on the caribbean sea which is defended by a blockhouse the possession of Margarita was of great importance to both parties, not only by reason of its situation but also because the inhabitants, being mostly sailors and fishermen, would be of great assistance in naval operations along the coast. At that time Colonel Pascual Martinez, a petty tyrant of the Cerveris type, was governor of Margarita. The Audiencia reproved him for his conduct, and ordered certain prisoners on the mainland who had been accused by him to be set at liberty furious at this he declared that if any one of these men set foot on the island he would shoot him among the prisoners so set at liberty was a man of mixed race who from being a fisherman had risen to be one of the largest proprietors on the island This man, Juan Bautista Arismendi by name, was a sort of chieftain among his fellows, a rude hero of the people, a man of vehement passions, combined with inert sagacity, and of an adventurous spirit. On the fall of Miranda he was accused of treason and hid himself. Governor Martinez seized his wife and children and threatened to shoot them, if they did not disclose his hiding-place. Arismendi gave himself up, his property was confiscated his family reduced to poverty and he himself was sent as a prisoner to la guayra he swore vengeance being released he returned to the island and was thrown into a dungeon the populace rose en masse martinez shut himself up with a garrison in the castle of pampatar but was forced to surrender arismendi was made governor and kept his vow of vengeance martinez and twenty-nine spaniards who were with him were shot arismendi immediately opened communications with marino offering to assist him in any way in his power marino who was now besieging cumana asked for a flotilla to blockade the place arismendi sent him three armed schooners and eleven boats under an italian named bianchi with a supply of arms and ammunition for the patriot forces Cumaná was thus speedily invested both by land and sea cuman was well fortified and was defended by a garrison of eight hundred men with forty guns under command of governor Antonianthas. the patriots dared not attempt an assault but their blockade soon reduced the city to extremities antonianzas taking advantage of the careless watch kept by the patriot flotilla, shipped a portion of his force on some small craft and sailed away as he said in search of help leaving the fortress in charge of a subordinate officer this officer seeing his position hopeless entered into arrangements for a capitulation but while the negotiation was in progress spiked his guns embarked the remainder of the garrison in such boats as they could lay hold of and followed Antonianthas, who had not succeeded in escaping from the gulf after rejoining him a fresh breeze sprang up and the fugitives again set sail in eight small vessels but were attacked by bianchi as they left the gulf only three vessels escaped on one of which was Antonianthas, who soon after died of a wound received in the action the city was occupied by the patriots and twenty-five prisoners of distinction were shot at the instigation of jos bermudez Marino then marched against cerveris who retreated after shooting Bernardo bermudez who was lying in a hospital dangerously wounded piar with a strong column occupied barcelona which was evacuated on his approach by cajigal who retired to guayana when he reached the Orinoco, a man named José Tomás Boves, who had served under Antonianzas and Suazola, and a Canarian named Morales, asked to be left behind, in order that they might rise the llaneros against the patriots. Cajigal gave them permission to make the attempt, and also left with them one hundred men and some supplies this small force became the nucleus of a powerful army which was destined to crush the republic of venezuela for the second time Jose bermudez with another column captured several towns on the coast of the gulf of paria and furious at the death of his brother killed every royalist who fell into his hands in eight months all the eastern part of venezuela was thus reconquered by the patriots who named marino dictator of the provinces of the cumana and barcelona and of the island of Margarita, with piar as his second in command at the same time that bolivar entered caracas in triumph and was acclaimed dictator of the south after one of the most extraordinary campaigns of the epoch which in some aspects resembled the first campaign of buonaparte in italy while Bolivar, after his victory over Correa, was awaiting due authorization from the government of New Granada to proceed with his scheme of reconquest, a young lawyer named Britenio, who had been a member of the Congress of Caracas, maddened at the excesses of the Monteverde, presented to him a plan he had published in Cartagena, which he with others had sworn to carry out. His design was to make a general massacre of the cursed race of european spaniards and of the canarians bolivar and castillo rada who shared the command with him assented to it with the proviso those found with arms in their hands started off on his campaign of murder with one hundred and forty sworn assassins and a few days after sent back two heads as a trophy a present which excited the horror of the two commanders Griseño was soon after defeated and made prisoner by a very superior force and was shot at barinas which execution was afterwards used by Bolivar as a pretext for cruel reprisals the government of new granada adopted the idea of Bolivar: the republic of venezuela should be restored under its auspices and the federal form of government should be re-established under the previous authorities the invading army was to be a liberating army only and should take no part in the internal affairs of its sister republic which should be called upon to pay the expenses of the expedition Bolivar accepted these conditions and swore to carry them out faithfully his first step was to detach castillo rada with eight hundred men against correa castillo defeated the royalist army in a sharply contested action and drove it back to trujillo but then withdrew his forces and resigned his command through jealousy of bolivar thinking that his fellow-countrymen would prefer him as a leader to a venezuelan but torres did not hesitate he chose bolivar to command the granadian contingent conferred the rank of brigadier upon him and ordered him at once to drive the royalists out of the provinces of Berida and trujillo after which he was to await instructions which would be conveyed to him by commissioners from congress who would accompany him in all his future operations as those of the convention accompanied the armies of revolutionary france bolivar had barely six hundred men while he was opposed by six thousand who were so posted that wherever he attacked them they were always two to one the first invasion of bolivar along the western slopes of the eastern range of the cordillera which crosses the territory of venezuela was a series of flashes of lightning which ended in a thunderbolt on the thirtieth of may he took mérida unopposed the city raised a battalion of five hundred infantry and a squadron of cavalry to reinforce his army his vanguard under girardot then occupied trujillo and a strong detachment under de forced correa to take refuge in maracaibo the garrison of trujillo retreated to carache a town devoted to the royalist cause but were driven out by who shot all the spaniards who were taken prisoners and the town was declared infamous by bolivar in a proclamation in fifty days there was not an enemy left in either province from this time bolivar assumed a new attitude as the independent representative of the republic of venezuela and became a sort of dictator in contravention of the express orders of the government of new granada he on the fifteenth of june fulminated in a proclamation an order for the extermination of all royalists which he established by decree on the sixth of september as a fundamental law of venezuela the atrocities committed by monteverde and his myrmidons produced their natural effects every spaniard who does not conspire against tyranny in favour of the just cause in the most active and efficacious manner shall be held to be an enemy shall be punished as a traitor and shall be put to death a new system of dates was also adopted by him third year of independence and first of the war to the death this decree of extermination has found many apologists with the exception of some spaniards no one has condemned it as an act of personal atrocity only two men have utterly censured it one of them an historian of venezuela named gonzalez says it created thousands of enemies to the republic in the interior and alienated exterior sympathy it was the fury of a storm a stain upon our history the other who condemned it was bolivar himself who in his last days spoke of it as a delirium this struggle did not assume a ferocious character until the indigenous races took part in it the spanish leaders Miares, ceballos and Cajigal always acted with humanity and repressed the excesses of their subordinates as also did cortabarria the agent of the regency nothing that the royalists had yet done could in any way justify this decree as a measure of retaliation at trujillo Bolivar received orders from the government of new granada to proceed no further as his ambition was to encircle the brow with the civic crown as liberator of his native land to pause was to endanger the advantage he had already gained from the east came echoes of the success achieved by marino and his comrades but he aspired to be the man who should rescue the ruins of caracas the city of his birth from the enemy they might forestall him on his own responsibility he went on tiscar the spanish general who occupied barinas with thirteen hundred men had done nothing to prevent the capture of merida and Trujillo. but at last determined to cut off the retreat of the invaders and detached colonel marti with seven hundred men for that purpose bolivar at once crossed the mountains in his front with a strong vanguard after detaching rivas and urdaneta with five hundred men by a more southerly route in the same direction on the first of july rivas found himself confronted by the entire column under Marti in a very strong position from which he drove the royalists to another stronger still where he on the next day completely defeated them after five hours fighting capturing a gun and four hundred prisoners all the spaniards among whom were at once shot tizcar retreated on the approach of bolivar who occupied barinas on the sixth of july taking thirteen guns and a large quantity of military stores while Tiscar was so actively pursued by girardot that his men dispersed and he fled to guayana at barinas bolivar raised some new battalions and several squadrons of cavalry and separated this increased force into three divisions under Urdaneta, Girardo, and Trivas, which he dispersed in such a manner as must have ensured defeat in the face of an active enemy. But his manoeuvres, imprudent as they were, resulted in the most brilliant success rivas with six hundred men totally defeated one thousand royalists under colonel oberto on the twenty second of july and then recrossing the mountains for the third time in one month rejoined bolivar and Girardot. bolivar who had now fifteen hundred men marched rapidly against colonel izquierdo who was encamped on the plain of taguanes izquierdo who had only one thousand men retreated in close column on valencia hotly pursued by the patriots after six hours marching the patriot cavalry headed the column which was at once charged by the infantry and totally destroyed izquierdo himself falling mortally wounded monteverde on hearing of the fall of barinas had gone to valencia but seemed perfectly bewildered by the rapid movements of Bolivar and did nothing to assist his scattered divisions tardily he left valencia with some infantry and cavalry to support izquierdo but was met by the news of his defeat and fled to puerto cabello while bolivar entered valencia unopposed capturing thirty heavy guns and large quantities of military stores the garrison of caracas composed of civic guards and volunteers for the most part dispersed and general fierro who was in command made overtures to bolivar for a capitulation Bolivar granted honourable terms guaranteeing the lives and properties of the inhabitants on condition that all the province including the fortress of puerto cabello was given up fierro without waiting to make a formal surrender fled to la guayra and escaped but monteverde refused to ratify the capitulation if Bolivar, with his usual activity had marched on puerto cabello he must have captured it as the fortifications were dismantled instead of this he vaingloriously marched to receive the ovation which awaited him in caracas and gave monteverde twenty days in which to prepare for defence in this campaign bolivar showed that though he had had no military education he possessed the talents of a great revolutionary leader and the inspiration of genius at one step he gained a place among the celebrated captains of his time he drew out his plans quickly and executed them with daring resolution while he lost no time in securing the fruits of his victories with six hundred men in ninety days he had fought six battles defeated and dispersed four thousand five hundred men captured fifty guns and three deposits of war material had reconquered the whole of western venezuela from the cordillera to the sea and had restored the republic never with such small means was so much accomplished over so vast an extent of country in so short a time chapter thirty eight part one